0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Hey guys, what's up? And because I have a new country listening in, bonjour. Oh my God. Hello. Those of you listening in from France, that's pretty cool. (laughs) This stuff excites me. You understand, like I am a computer geek as well. And this is how my blog just, you know, it'll be 10 years in April. I am an analytic freak because I want to make sure there's a purpose to what I'm doing. You know, if you log on and it's like one listener. Well, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? You know, I want to analyze things in that way and I just logged on and noticed now that for my geographic locations for my podcast, the scroll bar increased and then I saw there was France. That's so cool. I'm excited. I've been to Paris. Um Before, yeah, before I graduated high school, I went to Paris. I've been to England. I've been to Italy. I've been to Poland. Um, I think that's it. But I was so lucky to travel when I was younger because I don't know if I would be able to do all that right now with a toddler. Um, you know, in a teaching career, like it's so much harder because you only have like a block of time. But, um, yeah, I mean Ireland is definitely on the list. That's cool. Um, I have Hungary listening in. Hello, Sweden, Ireland. Our month's coming up, Australia, of course, Canada, Brazil, and my home, United States of America. America. Um, <laughs> so today I am coming at you guys with I I was Between two episode ideas, I have all my episode ideas written down, and I was like toggling between the two, and I thought about with the most recent posh fashion show that I did, I was like, I have the perfect episode, and folks, it's about investing in an alter ego. All right, so I'm not saying, you know, go and buy something, you know. Go online and, you know, look for how to buy an alter ego. That's definitely not what I'm saying because, um, I don't even think that's possible unless it's like comes in a box like alter ego in a box. but I really don't think that's possible because if you look up alter ego, it's a person's secondary or alternative personality. Um, like, for me, you know, it's funny, people who know me very well know this side of me, but then, you know, there are people that see me only a few times, like those who attend the Posh Fashion Show, they don't see me all the time. So they'll see me on Facebook or my blog. And if I'm a teacher, I'm a mom, I'm a blogger. So they don't get to see like the MC in me, like this big mouth. And I think it stems from when I was 16, I finally started gigging in the city and singing and doing everything because music is my like, love music I love 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 music I'm I'm sad that I kind of pushed away from it and I don't practice as much because I need to especially now watching my son my son jumps onto my piano every day and does like little practices then he goes to my husband's drums and plays the drums and this is like so exciting for me because you know it's like hey if my little 2 year old is practicing so can I But um, I used to sing all the time. So when I get to host these posh fashion shows, it's like my alter ego comes out. I am loud. I am proud. I'm funny. Some people are like, you should be a comedian. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've always wanted to be a comedian. But like, I was so fearful that what if you got up there and no one laughed? Because that's just it. Like, think about that. Like, if your job is comedian and you get up and no one laughs – what do you do? Do you make fun of your lack of laughing and just play off of a really bad choice in career? Like, how do you turn that? So I think what I'm saying when I tell you to invest in an alter ego is I'm saying to find something in your life that represents a different you. Don't make it so stagnant. And this goes hand in hand again. I've always said, I'm always saying you guys are like, oh, self-care, self-care, self-care meaning you know we were all someone before we had kids right we were all someone before we got into a marriage or just into a relationship so you might already have that alter ego you know buried somewhere, and I'm not saying if you had an alter ego where you just you know decided on every Friday night just to go and rob banks, like don't do that, like don't bring that alter ego invest in that that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is invest in an alter ego that really brings out another side of you. For, you know, a positive, like healthy wellness perspective to where you're getting out. And like for me, MCing the post fashion show is like me stepping out of mom mode, stepping out of teacher mode, and just having fun and you know, singing and dancing and just being around people that are just vibrant and full of like colorful moments, if you will. I'm trying to like, you know, go back to last week when I talked about colorful, like finding your color in your life. What color are you? And I said to myself, I was like, I need to like invest more in my alter ego. I mean, I am, like I told you guys, I'm a bright yellow. I'm loud. I'm proud. Um, I'm very energetic in the classroom. I, I like to really elaborate via emotions and volumes to get a point across or to teach something. But, you know, sometimes I come home and I'm just like slump, you know, like, I'm tired. And I feel that the more that I really turn up my color and really invest in that alter ego more will bring out a different side of me. Like maybe I won't be so tired if I come home and I'm like, Hey, let me do this. Or, Ooh, I like that because we all have that other person. Um, it could be like, let's say for instance, I don't know, you're a scientist, right? And you have to be very structured and you have to follow really important diagnostics all single day. Well, when you leave your lab, if you will, I don't know, invest in an alter ego that allows you to be outdoors and socialize and really, I don't know, bring out vibrancy in you. Um, I know they like, you know, teachers, we always say because we have to be very structured. We have to tackle a certain amount of things throughout the day. You have to educate, um, mind your P's and Q's. And you know, you're a role model. You're literally a carbon, you're setting up, you're not a carbon copy, but you're setting up to be a carbon copy for the kids you educate because they see what you do. And you know exactly what I mean. If you've gotten a letter at the end of the year, or if you had a graduate from five years ago, contact you and say, Thank you so much for being the role model I needed. Thank you so much for guiding me in the right direction. I mean, as a high school teacher, I write recommendation letters, right? And when I get the card saying, thank you so much, you helped me get into college, or that letter meant everything, that reminds me like I'm doing a good job. Like I wouldn't walk in and just like put my feet up on the desk and put my head down and say, all right, do whatever you guys want, don't really care, because that's not the teacher I am. But when I step out of the teacher mode, I still have to find, like right now on this podcast, I mean... I'm recording this at 8 o'clock in the morning, and for some reason, I guess it's because, like I said, I had this awesome week. I'm more vibrant. I'm on top of the game. I'm just more alert, and we need to step into that alter ego every once in a while. I mean, Catwoman had an alter ego, and I'm not suggesting you go around slashing people in the face or robbing banks or jewels or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But you saw Catwoman, especially when Halle Berry played Catwoman, as you know this meek, Quiet woman and then boom, you know, like she's she's on fire. <laughs> she's on fire. So I don't know. Like I feel that these are the things that I've been trying in my life to keep myself on the uppity up because it gets so hard. Um, I feel like especially around these months, like I am so I was like, look, I was not looking forward to these warmer days because as much as a groundhog popped up and said, yay, here comes spring, I told you guys we are going to get hit, whether it's like cold weather, like yesterday and today, waking up to eight degrees, or we're going to get dumped on by so much snow. But I still need to keep, you know, alive and keep my butt in shape and do things that really bring out the best of the best. Now, at the fashion shows, I MC. I get to, you know really empower women as they're strutting down the runway. And not to say men can't be empowered on a runway. It's just that we just have female models because it's a female clothing boutique, right? And I get to sing and I get to like walk around this room filled of so many people and just have a good time. And I remember the first fashion show I emceed for Kim, I I, I wasn't – I was nervous because – You know, the thing is, everyone's looking at you, and it's not your regular, typical Tom Ford fashion show where the models serious face and just pound it out and walk down the runway. No, we have fun. We're dancing throughout the um, runway walking. Um, I'm singing. I walk with the girls. I dance with the girls. I almost fell. It was so much funny because it was so much funny. (laughs) It was so funny because the floor turned into carpet, and it was like, I wasn't ready for the transition and, um, like my heel, I dipped forward. <laughs> Luckily I have some limber still in me for my ballerina days. So I, it just looked like a really bad, like head flip, if you will. Um, so I recovered, but if anyone saw it or you guys know watching the video, it's yeah, <laughs> it's out there. I think I even shared it on my Facebook. So I'm loud and proud. I, I almost fell. It's cool. It is what it is. Um, but you know my first fashion show i was like oh my god can i do this but then it's literally minutes no it's like seconds and once my like i open up and i just start pouring into it i'm alive i'm i'm me again and i really do feel like i'm 21 again and that's the that's what i'm saying invest in an alter ego where you can find the more fun youthful um if you're a really quiet person, maybe a social person, and I'm telling you, it sounds silly, and you're like, "You, know, hey guys, this girl Tina on our podcast told me to invest in an alter ego." I don't like, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, okay." Like, what I mean is, don't go tell them. I'm telling you, invest in like Crazy Town, and you know, don't be like crazy and stalking out your ex boyfriends or girlfriends from six years ago and DMing them and all that stuff. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for your own self-care, for the goodness to step out of your everyday funk, to cut that normalcy in half for a minute and say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to bed at 8 o'clock tonight. I'm going to bed at (laughs) 9. And you guys are like, what? Because that's secretly like my alter ego right there. If I can be in bed by 8, 8.30, it's like clutch. But when I stay up to like 9, 9.30 and sometimes 10 o'clock, it's like, ooh, I'm telling. <laughs> true story. True story. But um, yeah, that's it's really just something that I'm not kidding you is on my to-do list to try to do every now and then just step out, out outside of the normalcy, invest in an alter ego, you know, write down your normal schedule. Look at it and just realize, like, eh, I need some pops of color. You know, go back and listen to last week's episode where it talked about what color are you and really get down to the nitty gritty and say, you know what? I'm going to pencil in my alter ego here. And I'm, not, again, don't go crazy. Like, don't be that crazy person. Don't say, I told you to be crazy because that's not what I'm telling you here. I'm, here. I'm telling you here to take a break from the structured, normal life that you live every single day that when you look at your life, you're like, meh, and introduce some fun with an alter ego. All right. And with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break, little message from our sponsor, Lanker.fm, <laughs> and then I'm going to read some more of my book while I sip my latte here on this beautiful Sunday morning, unless you're listening during the week, whatever day it is. Be right back, guys all right I'm back I'm ready to go oh that made a noise I didn't want it to so let me see let me see let me see oh it's not too long not too long all right, so let's get into this. Back to my book. Those of you interested, this is week three. So, this will be the last week that I am dishing out a free ebook. If you're the first person to DM me today on my Instagram at 4.0 in life, I'm sending you an ebook. Unless you just want to listen to me on here. That's totally cool. Totally cool. Chapter eight A Sparkly, a Home, and a Job. It almost seemed unreal as all my dreams were slowly coming true. After two wonderful years, Ross and I have now began to plan our summer wedding. His new job became more than he hoped for leading him to network with many people, which was always a great thing, and for me, my medical leave replacement would keep me working until Christmas holiday, which was more than I could have asked for. I also kept my part-time job at the golf course, where I answered phone calls in the office and ushered guests into the cocktail hour for the wedding they were attending. It truly was a plus as I got to see things I loved and things I promised I would never do on my wedding day. For instance, there will be no YMCA, Cotton Eye Joe, Electric Slide, or stomping to the left and right at my wedding. These songs are great and entertaining, but any song that plays for over 4 minutes is overplayed and way too long. Think about it. Kids have the attention span for what? Maybe 3 minutes? So alcohol drinking guests have a half that attention span, and then the crazy, I can't feel my face adults start coming out, and then the dance floor becomes a hot mess. Plus, I wonder if these songs were made from DJs trying to make more money and do less work as they can easily hit play, wait 10 minutes for the song to be over, and times that by four of those long songs, and ta-da, almost an hour of work on country kicking heels and learning how to air spell. Color scheme was up in the air, but my little notebook started to build of ideas and concepts for the big day. Working at the country club also allowed me to browse the latest bridal magazines and fill my little wedding journal with visuals from the cake to the invitation and of course my dress. So I will start with I really do love Cinderella, but the poof with the hula hoop lining just wasn't for me. I really do love the Disney princess look, but I couldn't imagine dancing my night away with my prince charming pressed against my layers upon layers of poof. I mean, that all reminded me of when I was in 8th grade and we had the school dances The chaperones didn't want us to slow dance too close, so they would stick a balloon between us. I mean, seriously, did they think we would get pregnant by slow dancing? Wait a minute, never mind. I have seen crazier things on YouTube. I wanted a magical dress. Mine is the upside-down cupcake look, and since I have this over-the-top dream to become a mermaid one day, I, of course, love the mermaid-style dresses. Dear Disney, I would love to be the next Ariel for any production you may need. P.S. I can sing too. Love, Mia. All things were peachy cream until it came to discussing kids attending the wedding. Now, before anyone judges or points fingers in my direction, I would like you all to think back to a wedding you attended, minus the kids, and then with the kids. Also, think about all the dancing and drinking you did without them. Told you. My opinion about the night was that it truly was an adult affair. Not that I didn't want all 65 of the kids on my side alone to come and have a good time, but my wallet was already crying aloud with the current number... And I truly couldn't see myself giving in to pay $45 for chicken fingers. Plus, I wanted people to let loose and just dance their little tails off. I mean, serious dancing where your legs start burning, but you can keep dancing because it truly is the best cardio ever. And you, for some reason, envision yourself as Britney Spears performing her last tour ever. Maybe a little overboard, but at least I had fun with that moment. Both having divorced parents, we had large families. And if we invited the kids to the wedding, we would seriously be looking at more invites, which was great. But also, more green trees to plant and seriously praying for a miracle that would allow them to grow money for us. We were paying for our own wedding because it was our decision to get married and also because we couldn't see our parents struggle or have to come up with the money for something we both wanted to do. I mean, I sit and watch these MTV Sweet 16s and wedding shows where the dress alone is more than my entire wedding. But what is the point? Who are you trying to impress? More importantly, who are half the people that attend you don't know and it's one night? We were both about family. And truly loved that about each other. And well, having an overtop wedding that consists of three hundred people, a giant six-tier cake, and a bunch of our parents friends and business buddies was the opposite of what we were all about. We wanted our family and closest friends to enjoy our moment in time where we became husband and wife, and when our families became families. So after much discussion, we agreed to have any we d- agreed to have any kids that want to attend the church they could, but the reception would be an adult reception. Phew. No $45 chinger, chicken fingers, please. Majority of the wedding plans were going great. Location we loved, food we couldn't wait to enjoy, and his groomsman's tux color combo was a whole lot of juicy fruit. Ross loved pink and even had a t-shirt to prove it. Correction, at least five t-shirts to prove he loved the color pink. He wanted his groomsman to wear pink vests, and my smile went to a puzzled, are you serious look. Ross, the girls are wearing Kelly green though. How would that work with green and pink? They're going to look like watermelons walking down. Mia, you know I love pink and I want them to wear pink. What about a light pink where you can't really see it popping out? I wanted him to feel included and I almost just said okay. But then I thought about what the pictures would look like and immediately closed the door to me saying yes and stomped around like a two-year-old of how it can't work. I really didn't stomp, but I did voice my overall opinion, which led to him saying fine to white. The catch was he would rock his black and white wingtip fancy pants shoes, regardless of what I would, could or would say. Then I thought, maybe his feet or who knows, maybe those fancy pants shoes will get him to dance all night long, so I agreed with a big smile. <sighs> okay, I'll read one more chapter. Chapter nine, love is patient, love is kind. My mother insisted on me getting up at 5.30 a.m. to get my hair done at 6 for my 1 p.m. wedding. I truly could not understand why I was waking up at the crack of dawn, but I couldn't sleep that night anyway. As I sat in the chair to get my hair done, I imagined my day unfold with family and friends and finally getting to wear my dress. I've literally tried on my dress so many times and danced around when Ross wasn't home. My dress became the dress you had when you were a little girl playing dress up. See, my mother for some reason never let me be a princess for Halloween. I remember crying my eyes out at the age of three or four because she wanted to go Crayola crayon nuts on my face and make me a clown. A clown, a clown with a dunce-like cap on my head and a polka dot red costume to complete my miserable face, then I'd have more of a killer clown look because of my tears. She redid my makeup all the while my older sister, Nessie, was dressed as an adorable cheerleader. How this happened, I have no idea. The bigger question is here, why? Needless to say, I never had that dress-up box of dresses and really didn't play much dress-up. So when I tried on my wedding dress, I felt five again as I gazed into the mirror and pretended to dance with my prince. Hair was done and my mother and I headed back to the house and sat back in the spare bedroom when I slept that night. I decided to be somewhat old school and stay at my mother's the night before the big day. I figured God would forgive me for being the Catholic that lived with her husband prior to marriage. I carefully placed my shoes and jewelry on the bed and stood in front of my dress. I stood in front of my dress and smiled. I thought to myself how on this very day, I am a bride. I've watched over a hundred brides enter the reception room as I held the door open for them countless times at work. I would occasionally peek in and smile as that too would be my day and it just was exciting to be the bride for once. My makeup artist arrived, makeup applied, and I truly could not wait to put on my dress. The girls started to arrive, photographer ready to photograph, and finally the beautiful white dress that I've tried on countless times over and over again was on and perfect. I would planned to step out in my dress and surprise my dad as well as everyone else since I really never saw it and with dad in tears, the pictures began. Patiently waiting for my limo bus, I soon find out my dad and sister took a detour ride secretly without telling me because one major detail was missing. Those beautiful sunflowers gerber daisies were never delivered to the church for us, but to the reception hall, which meant no flowers to walk down the aisle with. At first, I was ready to head outside and pick some weeds if need be, but really didn't care about the flower issue. I told my mother, get everyone on the limo bus, and we were to pick up my dad and sister and not to worry about the flowers. All aboard and heading to the church with another set of flowers, the bus took a sharp turn and the tray of sandwiches that my mother had purchased as a snack to eat flung across the bus and had me almost peeing in my dress. All in all, it had me laughing and no longer worried about the fact that the flowers I'd be carrying down the aisle would not be the flowers of my wedding dreams. I see the church from afar and my face lights up even brighter when I see Chris. Chris was not only my boss at the country club, but also my saving grace. When he had heard that the florist messed up, he loaded our bouquets into his car and NASCAR drove down to the church so that I would have the wedding flowers in my dreams. One hour late, my future father-in-law questioned if I changed my mind. A calm groom knowing I wouldn't miss it and guests so ready to see the bride, I soon walked down to meet my future husband arm in arm with both my parents. I truly do not remember it as it was one of those moments in life that pass you by because it's that great. I reached Ross after walking down the aisle, and we couldn't stop smiling the entire time from saying our vows, placing the rings on, and then finally walking down the aisle as husband and wife. The rest of the night was beautiful with family, friends, great food, and dancing all night long. My father and I, of course, had to make our dance a production, as well as the final production I did for my husband with my bridesmaids. Yes, it was everything I wished for when planning my wedding two years prior, from the dress, decor, and surprise golf bag cake for my husband puppy. The lights came up, family and friends started heading out, and we left hand in hand to enjoy our first night in our beautiful home as husband and wife. We one more time danced before we went to sleep to our song, Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra, knowing that forever in our hearts, minds, and souls, we are one and will always be together. Hmm. That's the end of that bad boy. (laughs) All right, you guys. I think I've had your ear about, what, 30-something minutes. I'm stretching over here. My is getting cold. But I want to say over and over and over again, I truly love you guys for tuning in every single week, listening. I keep seeing climbing numbers and all these different countries and all these different people listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm just a little podcast here, just trying to do my own little thing. And I really enjoy it and I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. So as I always say, enjoy whatever day you're listening in and let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, guys.